Hey y'all, I'm C.G. Townsend, your host of the Being Balanced Podcast, a space full of ways to help you stop the glorification of busyness. We're talking aha moments, must-have resources, real-life wins, and small shifts that lead to incredible impact. Hey friends, welcome back to the Being Balanced Podcast. I'm here, C.G. Townsend, your host, and super excited to talk to yet again another amazing person. Y'all, you are so in for a treat of just all the goods. I can't wait. Um, So Alicia Reed is just phenomenal, and I'm going to pass the mic right on over to her to tell us all about who she is, what keeps her up at night, and what motivates her. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Alicia Reed. I am a mother. I live in New Orleans, and uh, I'm a pharmacist by day and an inspirational, motivational life coach. Oh, wow. So that's actually a lot of hats. So hold on here. Let's, let's, let's run that back. <laughs> Tell us how in the world you landed double duty as a pharmacist and inspirational, motivational coach. All right. So um, I've been a pharmacist for 17 years. Um, it's been my passion. Uh, that's something I was very interested in. And um, shortly after having my son, he's five, I decided that, you know, I wanted to do something else and I wanted to uh, motivate women to continue to taking care of themselves, take care of themselves. Um, oftentimes we hear that once you have a child, your life is over. It's all about your child. And I, I couldn't believe that. Like, I was like, I'm not going to be that person. They're like, oh no, that seven o'clock in the morning hair appointment on a Saturday is going to be gone. So I made it my mission to inspire and motivate other women to continue to live their best lives despite being, you know, moms, career women, wives, all that, checking all those boxes to just continue to live your best life. So that's where I started um, with a brand uh, called Nola Bougie. So in New Orleans, I branded myself and created Nola Bougie, which was the brand to just inspire women to live their best lives. They could Find all, find out all about the city, things to do, just kind of follow me along. But at the same time, just reminding women to put themselves first and to continue to make that time for themselves. And um, I had a brand shift. Um, I, you know, uh, out of the blue, I lost my husband in a December of this past year. And at that point, um, I was out creating this beautiful brands about, you know, living my best life, enjoying myself, just having fun. And then I, you know, come to this point in my life where everything is completely turned upside down, where, you know, my husband passed and um, I didn't know what I would do from that, that point on. You know, I had a young son. I didn't have a husband anymore. And it was just like, you know, what should I do? I wanted to like stop promoting my brand and just run away and hide from everybody. And you know, all my followers and um, readers were, you know, were there. And they're like, no, you cannot stop. You have to continue to inspire, motivate us, do what you talk to yourself like you would talk to us. And out of that, um, my new brand was born and it's called Fly. And I decided to become uh, not a life coach, but a success coach to motivate women to continue to live during, throughout difficult times. 
Mm. And that's what exactly what I'm doing. And I just carry the brand on further. So day to day, it's all about inspiring each other and um, keep keeping going. Yeah. I love that you shifted and just remained authentically who you were and continue to inspire folks just now in a new season based on like, you know, a new life experience that you had gone through personally and just wanted to continue to help women along the way. I think that that's extremely powerful and very selfless of you. Um, Because like you said, you could have packed it up, tied a bow on it and just ran away. But you definitely continue to meet people's needs and inspire and encourage. So thank you for doing that. You know, you said that you shifted into teaching women how to fly, kind of moving in a space where it wasn't about more of the lifestyle aspects, you know, where to go, how to experience New Orleans. And it was more of bring back into yourself. How do you pour into yourself? Like, what are some of the things that are non-negotiables for you that you have to do daily? Well, for one, uh, with Fly, you know, first loving yourself, um, who I am as a person. So it was all about, you know, when you're in that role as a wife and a mom, you know, you kind of think about what, you know, your husband, you make compromises. And um, in this new, you know, phase of my life, it's, where I realized that I really don't have to make any compromises, that it's just me. And I'm starting to realize things, you know, what I really want to do versus what I was doing just because. And um, so for me, like my rule that I live by now is if it's something that I don't want to do, I don't do it. And I don't feel bad about it. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I did too, you know, and it was, you know, you become so busy because you're trying to meet all these obligations. But then now it's like, I think about, okay, you know, do I really want to go to this? What am I compromising or giving up to do this? And, you know, losing my husband has made my whole mindset shift. So whereas time is very important, I am selfish with my time. So it's, you know, I have, that's just, that's the, just of everything. So I just think about me and it's whether or not it's something that I want to do. Uh, Will it benefit me, make me happy, or is it something that I'm really compromising on? And then from that point on, that dictates what I do on a day-to-day basis. You know, I'd like to think that you are not alone in being selfish with your time. Like, I think a lot of people actually want to be selfish with their time. I think that the barrier or maybe the hurdle that they face is, how do I communicate that? How do I tell family, friends, loved ones, people that were used to one version of me that I've now kind of shifted and I'm, I'm looking at life a little bit differently. What advice would you give that person? I think it takes time. Um, again, we, you know, as human beings and obviously as women nurturers, we, you know, tend to think about other people's feelings, you know, and put those, you know, bef- before us. So we're so worried about not upsetting the other person, you know, that we're going to, do something that we may not want to do. And it just, you just have to, I, I, I say, just practice it. You know, once you start saying no and you keep doing it, you're going to get used to it. And, you know, just also just realize you don't have to, you know, you don't owe anybody an explanation. I think we're just so conditioned and we think that we have to say no, but, you know, no is a no. And I mean, you don't have to be rude. I'm not saying, you know, be rude about it, but, you know, just no, no, thank you. You know, I know I can't make it. And it's just, that's it. You don't have to say, 
I can't make it because X, Y, Z. And I think that's what puts the extra pressure on it because you feel like you have to give a reason. And then when people start realizing that, you know, it's just yes or no, then it makes it easier. I mean, it takes time. There are a lot of people who struggle with it, but in this part of my life, in this season of my life, I'm finding it very easy to say no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I think about like kind of the timing, right? Like you, you mentioned that you lost your husband at the end of last year. And then like, you've kind of been going through this own growth and healing process along the way where ultimately you're, you're figuring yourself out as well. You know, for folks that are like, I'm in a similar situation. I can empathize. I understand. But how do I go to work every day? How do I still do the things that I love? How do I motivate myself to get up every day and and just keep moving on? And I I, I know that you mentioned um, it's grief through grace. So what does that look like? Well, I like to say um, you have to be kind to yourself. So, you know, the same kindness that you would extend to anybody else who's going through a difficult situation, you need to extend that kindness to yourself. Every day that I wake up, I mean, it's, I don't have, every day is not easy, but it, you know, you wake up and you just be kind to yourself. You, you know, talk to yourself. I, I love meditation. I love reading affirmations. I have a daily devotional. It's just, the first thing in the morning I do is, is take care of myself and figure out what I need to do and ch- check in with myself. And then that sets the tone for the day. Now, some mornings I may cry. I'll cry maybe a good five minutes, get the little cry out, and then I could keep going. But it's just you have to be kind to yourself and then allow yourself to feel what you need to feel. And for me as a Black woman, we, for so long, and people still say it, they say, you know, oh, you're such a strong woman. And, you know, that is one of my least favorite things that someone can tell me because you don't want to have to be strong. You know, when someone says that you're strong, it's like, but no, I don't want to be strong today. You know, it's okay for me to break down today. It's okay for me to cry in the bathroom and then fix my my mascara and eyeliner and then keep going. So it's just very important to be kind to yourself and allow yourself to experience every possible emotion that you can feel while you're grieving. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought up being a strong Black woman because that is something that I feel like is coming even more so to the forefront now more than ever. I feel like Black women are very unapologetically saying, I don't want to be strong today. Like, I don't I don't want to be strong tomorrow. You know, like, I already know that I just don't have it in me. In your opinion, where did that come from? Like, where did that just thought that we have to be strong all the time originate? Oh, I I mean, I would say that that probably went back all the way to slavery, you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, being there and just continuing to work and not allowing, you know, the situation to get you down. So it was just more so, you know, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. And it's because it's got passed down, you know, Mm -hmm. and even, you know, grandmothers, our grandmothers would say, you know, be that, be strong, be strong. And then your mothers, be strong, be strong. And people are just, you know, they keep drilling it in to you. You know, you're strong, you're strong. We knew you could make it. And it's just, why do I have to suffer, you know, and prove that I'm strong? Yeah, so, it's, it's become an obligation. Like, it's not actually something that you look forward to. And I think, 
you know, part of what I like to share on my journey and, and which is why I do it is I like to show other women that some days I'm not strong. Some days I may need, you know, to lean on someone or, you know, ask for support. And I'm very authentic in that I share that with my audience. Like some days I will say, like yesterday, I think I said I rode the waves and today I'm back on top. So it's just letting you know that it varies and it's okay. And how are you navigating the hats you're wearing? So pharmacist, success coach, mother, like what does a typical day look like for you? Well, I'm a Virgo. So Virgos, you know, I have planners all over the place. And, you know, everything's all mapped out. And I, um, I thrive, I think, in situations where I have to plan and, you know, have to get things done. So that's just how I, I've been, I guess, ever since pharmacy school. But I mean, I work full time. So I, I have five days scheduled throughout the week. Um, my off days are usually days where I to virtual school or work on my brand, um, finishing up a book. So everything is pretty much um, scheduled out. Um, I like to map it out, have my Peloton bike so I get my exercise in. Um, so I do on Sundays, I try to map out my week and I make sure that I have everything planned. I use alerts in my phone. I love them. Um, I also delegate. It's very, uh, yeah. I like to use a virtual assistant that can handle tasks that, you know, I may not be able to handle so that can kind of lighten the load up a little bit. But um, I would say just organization and planning keeps, keeps things going. So let's dive deeper into the tools that you're using. Tell us more. Are you using a paper planner? Are you using something online? Tell us, tell us what's your go-to. I like to write. So for me, it's something about writing and I mean, and I, I mean, I'm pretty sure this I've read it somewhere within psychology, but you know, when you write it, you know, it becomes a part of you. So I like to write out, um, I use a planner. Um, I actually have two planners. I do one planner for life, um, responsibilities, obviously home, family, finances. And then my second planner is self-care. So I have a planner for self-care where I, you know, write down my priorities, I do my mantras, I uh, do an affirmation. All of that is in that one planner. It's got like my hair appointments, all those things. So that kind of keeps balance in a sense where, okay, this book is all of the, not bad stuff, but you know, the the stuff I don't really want to do all the time. And then the self-care planner, you know, it's just about me. So when I pull that planner out, I know that this is making time for myself. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, do you use a meditation app or you doing guided meditations? Tell us more about the tools you're using there. So my favorite um, app that I've discovered is the Shine app. So um, I I did Daily Shine. I love it. Been using that. Um, I also have a Peloton app. So I'll do a meditation through there sometimes. Um, But I've been using the Shine app for a while. So that's my go-to um, I also um, have Pep Talk, which is another app, and you can listen to these uh, amazing motivational speakers. Um, T.D. Jakes is actually on there, too, and it's just like when you need that push where, you know, get out of the bed, you know, because it sounds like they're, they're yelling at you. I'll listen to those, too, but um, right now, the Shine app is kind of my go-to. 
and very familiar with the Shine app and a huge fan myself. <laughs> it is just awesome. I, I have loved Shines and just a text message daily and then they you know evolved into the app platform and I just I love it I think that is is, everybody needs to try it so and also y'all no one paid us to talk about (laughs) shine app and all that these are like an authentic tools that are happening around here (laughs) I love that and then you you mentioned you like to read so tell us what are you reading right now I just finished the death of Vivek Oji um I just finished that. Um, I'm starting Untamed um, by Glennon Doyle. And then I also just ordered Obama's book. So that should be coming. Um, so th- that's in my rotation right now. But I also read um, devotionals daily. So my favorite um, is Jesus Always by Sarah Young. She wrote Jesus Calling too. So that's mm-hmm. another one. And then I also have one called Meditations for Women Who Do Too Much. Oh, tell us more. I think this audience would appreciate that. It's um, just daily meditation and it has different topics. You know, every day it'll talk about um, just different aspects of life. And it's just, when you read it, you're like, oh, that's me. And the next page, oh, that's me. So it's just geared towards the busy woman. And it, you know, breaks down things that we may stress over or, you know, normal day-to-day things that are going on in in our lives. And it just gives you a moment to just pause. And, you know, the affirmation at the bottom really brings it on home. So I usually read that in the car before I go and go into work. So I, I have a little, you know, a little uh, routine and I, I tend to share them on uh, social media. So I'll usually, a good one, I'll, I'll usually put in my stories. That's awesome. And friends, I'll make sure in the show notes that you have all the social mediums and places where you can continue the conversation and and get all of these resources. So uh, the more and more you tell me about like what your life looks like in your routine and just kind of like everything you have going on, I'm, I'm just, I'm peppering, I'm excited. I have so many questions. <laughs> so you shared kind of, you know, some of the things you're reading and, and how you kind of map out your day. What do your evenings look like? Is there also a routine in that space? Well, my evenings um, have shifted because I uh, used to get home and uh, work out. But now I tend to work out in the morning so that when I come home, I have more time with my son. So it's, you know, just trying to have the balance to where, you know, I'm able to come in, get him situated. I mean, he's on a routine, get him ready for bed. And then after that, then I'll have time to either read, journal, you know, listen to a, a meditation on uh, on the app. So just those type of things before bed. I'm an early, I go to bed early. So usually by nine o'clock, I'm gone. So I tell everybody, if you send me a message after nine o'clock, I will answer in the morning. I cannot agree more. <laughs> if you need me in the midnight hour, I am not the one. Don't, make sure I, I don't have me as your lifeline or your emergency contact. No, please. No. I'm not that friend. Uh, <laughs> I could not agree more. So tell us, because I am very intrigued about your life as a success coach. You know, I think people are familiar kind of like with life coaching and things like that, because that's something that we get information overload on. But what does it look like for someone who is like, oh, my gosh, success coach? I need that. Like, what does that look like? Help us. 
So um, I created the name Success Coach. I don't even know if that really exists, but I just want to make it a life coach. I wanted to make it um, a success coach because my idea, uh, my thought was just helping women navigate through difficult life situations. So looking at it as, you know, whether it be the loss of a husband, uh, loss of a parent, loss of a job, any type of situation that you are going through, uh, I want to help you get through it and become successful so that, you know, you're able to say, I went through X, Y, and Z, and now I'm here. And I, I just want to be that person. And I, I I say that I'm your, like, virtual bestie, you know, that person that's there, you know, cheering you on. Because a lot of times when we go through these difficult life situations, in the beginning, there are people who are there. And then as time goes on, people start getting back into their normal routine and their normal lives, and you're kind of just stuck putting back, putting together the pieces, you know, of your life or why you're going through this situation. So I want to be that person to help you at that point, get to where you need to be. So it's a success coach. And um, yeah. I have a few clients that I'm working with um, all ages. Um, I have a college student right now that I'm working with and um, an older woman, just, you know, someone who may need inspiration, um, just motivation and, and, Someone to remind you to put yourself first because a lot of us don't, you know, mm -hmm. you would think it would be easy, but it's, it's really not, you know, a lot of us struggle with guilt and, you know, don't believe that we are worth, you know, so much more. So yeah. that is something I just really enjoy. And I think that's such a societal issue, you know, like, like you said, you know, people were telling you that life would change, you know, you wouldn't have time for certain things as a mother and things like that. And it's like, people put that type of information in your head and you absorb it. And it's up to you to either say, no, that's not going to be my life because I'm going to make whatever strategic decisions or be intentional about what's important to me. But a lot of times it's just easier to kind of fall into that and say, you know what, you're right, I give up. Like, I don't have time to care for myself. I don't have time to journal. I don't have time for meditation um, because I have to be there for so many other people, places and things. Um, and that's just, it's that's not real. Like you actually can design a life that you want to live. And I mean, it's just the flip side of it too. You have to look at, you know, just the judgment from those women who don't believe that you should make the time for yourself. So when you're out here doing these things, like, oh my goodness, she's not taking care of our kids. Oh my goodness, she's doing this. Oh my, you know, and it's just like, you need to realize that it is okay. You know, some, somewhere along the line, you know, you lost that, you know, that sense of yourself, you know, yeah. for whatever reason you are believing that you can't do these things and you can't put yourself first. Because honestly, if you don't put yourself first, you don't take care of yourself, you won't be there for your kids. Mm -hmm. You won't be there for your loved ones. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to be burnt out. You don't want, you know, to be unhealthy. So it does make sense to put yourself first. And I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive. I'm not talking about spending the day at the St. Regis or, you know, going to the Ritz or doing whatever. It's really just about taking that time for yourself. And you decide what you want that to be. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It's just making sure that you put yourself at the top of your to-do list. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's a takeaway, y'all. If you're taking notes um, for this conversation, um, putting yourself at the top of the to-do list. Start there, you know, and then and then work on it over time and get to a better place of really prioritizing you over everyone else. And I also would like to think that if you do prioritize you, you're a better person for it. Like you're better for your kids, you're better for your family, you're better for your friends um, because you've taken care of you first. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's like I just try to your family will be happier because you will be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, you have to think about, you know, some people hold so much in, you know, work stresses, you know, all these other things going on. So you have all of that piling up. So you need to make some time for yourself so that you can let that go. And you know, it's just a better quality of life for everybody. So I like to just encourage everyone. And it's not just not just for women, it's for men mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Just my audience is primarily women, but I do like to stress that everybody, you know, makes time and put themselves first. Absolutely. One of the uh, the tips uh, or exercises that I tell my clients, uh, the women in my groups, are to take out your phone and, you know, you have your calendar and your phone. Just block off some time for yourself. It doesn't have to be an hour. You know, you can start with 15 minutes, but just like you put in meetings for anything else, just put yourself. And then at that time, when your phone goes off, you've blocked some time out for yourself. So it's mm-hmm. just a reminder to take a walk, you know, drink some tea, do something. And then that'll get you into the habit of just at least thinking about yourself, putting yourself on your calendar. Schedule yes. Yes. I mean, we prioritize meetings all the time, you know, whether it's work or extracurricular activities or community work, whatever it may be, we should absolutely have a meeting with ourselves on the calendar. That's the least you can do. That's a great tip. Schedule it, you know, and then just and then just also be non-negotiable with that time. You know, if you really want to have 30 minutes to yourself on a Wednesday, and somebody wants you to do something at that time on a Wednesday, and if you, that's really your time, don't feel bad to say, you know, I have something, I have something scheduled that day. Because if it was somebody else's meeting, you would say, I have something scheduled that day. Absolutely. And they say, oh, well, let me cancel. You know, don't worry, I don't need to go get a pedicure. I don't need to. You know, that's your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such great tip. Um, so, you know, it's funny because I didn't even kind of tell people how this conversation even um, landed as an episode, but I do want to share with you guys. So I put a message out on Insta stories saying that I was looking for a mom who had really mastered how to invest in herself and take breaks and have me time and was just really good at it. And that's how we connected because basically you guys were like, hey, we know exactly who you should talk to and here you go. So, you know, I always encourage folks that might be like, well, I don't know how to start or where to go or how to do this. Like, this is this is how you start. Like, you know, you listen to people, you take it in, you ask the questions. I mean, just as easy as it was for me to do a poll on Insta stories, you can do a poll on your Insta stories or you can, you know, poll your village and your community and ask people for tips and tricks and things like that. So stay encouraged for sure. 
But back to the conversation. I just wanted to make sure you guys knew how we landed here. (laughs) Tell us what's on the horizon for you. What's going on? What can we expect to see? Well, let's see. So I am uh, finishing up a book. I wanted to um, just write about my first year as a widow. Um, So I'm finishing up that because it'll be a year um, in December. So that will be coming out. Um, I actually um, just finished a planner. So I made my own planner. Awesome. Live planner. So that'll be available for the holidays. And I have a podcast that is dropping. It's called The Fly Widow. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we are rooting for you. We are purchasing planners and books and we're listening to the podcast. This community is doing all the things because that is amazing. Amazing. Folks, make sure that you're staying tuned because you don't want to miss any of these launch dates or information updates. You don't want to miss anything. Um, Tell us how to stay in contact with you if folks want to reach out and talk to you about programs that you're doing or speaking opportunities. What's the best way to reach you? Um, On social media, it's um, at flywithalishareed. My website is flywithalishareed.com. Oh, so super easy. (laughs) And if you didn't catch that, I will include it in the show notes. So before I let you go, I must know, how do you define being balanced? Well, it's, as I mentioned, for me, it's just balancing, you know, my needs versus everyone else's. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say I probably tip it a little bit in my direction because, <laughs> you know, I, you have to take care of yourself first. So, you know, just balancing out my needs and then everything else will fall into place. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode. I mean, this was fun. Um, I feel so selfish that I learned so much. Um, I hope that you guys also equally learned so much. But definitely tune in to the next episode of the Being Balanced Podcast.